0: Let me ask you a question. I'm going to be bar rescue here for a moment. You sound like a really good guy to me. This is a guy who owns this business. Did he put his life savings into it?
1: Well, he's got a lot of money, but he, he, he earned what he has. Let me put it that way. Okay.
0: So his family is invested in this. His, 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 this is his business, and these are his employees. And if you know this and allow his business interests to be lost and go down the tubes and don't say something to him, then how dare you say to me he's a good guy cuz you're sticking in a it cuz you're a, in sticking a way it
1: i know so I'm, so you i'm culpable s- because i know
0: well you're sticking it then to a guy who you know is a good guy you feel okay about that uh, do you no i don't want to share someone else's thoughts i want to create my own original thoughts i want to create my own original solutions I want to look at situations and come up with my own phrasing, my own words, and do it my way. This is the John Taffer
2: Podcast. Shut it down.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Well, we're at it again, aren't we, Corey?
2: Yes, we are.
0: Yeah, so here we are, John Taffer Podcast. I'm John Taffer, my producer extraordinaire, Corey Sudbury, with me. And uh, wow, another crazy week, huh? Crazy. So, you know, I wonder, and, and, you know, I've gotten so many text messages from people that say, uh, do you support the police department? And then I got a whole bunch of other social media posts and questions, Corey, that people say, do you support Black Life Matters? And, and, you know, I I ask everybody this question, and last week I got into a bit of a rant about Mark Cuban, right, because people didn't listen to his positive message of personal development and such because of politics, which I thought was a major mistake because I thought there was a lot of positive in that. When you, and it was a very unpolitical discussion. So <clears throat> let me ask a question. Can't I do both? Can't Absolutely. I love and respect my police department and love and respect the premise of Black Lives matters? And if I respect both, aren't I much closer to a resolution? If I respect both, can't I get... Black Life Matters people and police department people together to start to discuss a proactive plan that makes a difference for both? Because do you think any police department wants to go through this, Corey? Oh, no. It's the last damn thing that they want. You think any mayor wants this? Any police chief wants this? Any captains, lieutenants? Of course they don't want this. This is the last damn thing that they want. And of course this is the last damn thing that Black Life Matters people want. So, So to me, we can dig in on either side or we can try to bridge it And, you know, when we had the government shutdown a year ago, I did a lot of news stories about the fact that that back then our president and our Congress and nobody had bridges to the other side, so everybody dug in and we were stuck. Who's going to be that bridge to the other side? So who's the bridge from the police side who reaches out to Black Life Matters and starts the dialogue? And I mean at a national, not just a localized level. Both have to happen. And who's the bridger on Black Life Matters? Where is the bridging opportunity? Because if we don't bridge and bring this together, we don't solve anything. So protests without resolution don't mean anything. And I was alive during the race riots, and I was alive during the demonstrations in the 60s. Sure, I was a little kid, but I remember seeing those things. But there was a purpose in that. There was specific messages and things that were sent. So I believe... That demonstration is an important part of our society and I support it. But we have to demonstrate for something. There has to be a constructive purpose to what we do. And destruction is not construction. So, you know, my posture on this is I don't disagree with either side. And I partially agree with both sides. But one thing I definitely agree with is somebody needs to bridge this. So I propose a question to all of you. If we agree that there's good cops and bad cops, and we agree there's good people in a black life movement, black lives matter movement, and bad people in a black lives matter movement, there's good people and bad people in a medical profession, in a bar profession, in a construction profession, in politics and government, and every freaking thing in life, we have good people and bad people. That's just a way of life. I remember getting ripped off by a veterinarian a few years ago, Corey. You know, I've been ripped off by doctors. I mean, these are the people that are supposed to be in the higher echelon. I've been ripped off by lawyers and had a malpractice suit against an attorney who we're supposed to trust, and I won in Illinois from wow. the bar. Sued his ass and got $180,000 out of him because he was a bad lawyer. And that guy was a bad veterinarian. And there's bad people on all sides of life. But I can't castrate every veterinarian in the world for the actions of that one jerk or those several hundred jerks. Right. And none of us want that done to us. None of us want to be generalized and put in an envelope like that, Corey. I can say all producers are jerks. Is that fair?
2: No. Some are. Oh, yeah. Some are. Most of them. Most of them are. In this industry. (laughs) But you
0: see my point to put any of us, whether it's police, whether it's Black Lives Matter, or another organization, or ethnic group, or age group, or demographic, when we start bunching ourselves together, and when we start penalizing the good ones for the actions of the bad, I think that starts to cross a line from construction to destruction. So when somebody asks me what I think about what's going on, I think we need to take a deep breath, and I think we need to get at a table, and I think we need to talk. I also think there's a bunch of people who are doing this for the sake of doing it that don't have much of a political motivation. I think that there are people doing this because they wanna do it for other reasons that might not be so true to the cause. But no matter what, solution comes from people talking. People talking comes from respect for both sides. And most of us do respect both sides. So don't be scared to say so, I just did. I support the good side of Black Life Matters, the productive side, the constructive side, the side with recommendations, the side with peaceful protests, I support all of that. And I support our police department, the good cops who work hard, those who are looking to make change. And by supporting both sides, there's a chance for resolution. So I suggest, and we're gonna move on in a moment, but I all I ask, and I suggest this to each of us, it isn't one or the other. You can support both sides and win here, can't you? Absolutely. It isn't exclusive to one side or the other. So try to change your thinking if you're locked in on one side or the other. And try to think about how you would feel if you were categorized as a black individual, or as a cop, or as a postman, it doesn't matter what. Think of how you would react to that. And understand that those reactions don't serve our society well. People reacting negatively hostily is never going to make our society work well what's wonderful about america is we've always known how to sit down at the table even after the civil war we've known how to sit down at the table and be constructive and this is a great time to be constructive Corey, think about this police departments are really open to the premise of changing now aren't they oh absolutely i mean they have to and 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 the black lives matter community is very open to talking about those changes right now yeah so you'd think that if we look at this moment as an opportunity to bridge, an opportunity to work together, this destructive moment can become a productive moment. Well, last Sunday was the bar rescue finale. Now, I know, Corey, we have – got to find out. I don't even remember how many. I think we have six or seven episodes in the can yet that we haven't aired yet Right. that were still shot last season. Maybe it's a couple less. But we have a few that we haven't aired. And then I'm hoping we're back in production uh, in about 75 to 90 days. I know we've had some discussions. So, so for those who are worried, we are coming back. And, and uh, hopefully we'll be back with some interesting bar rescues because if you think about it, Corey, things are really changing now. Think about a bar rescue with half the capacity. You got to get everything out a lot faster now, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You got to get people to spend more while they're there because you got less of them, don't you? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
0: You got to make a one hour lunch a three hour lunch. I mean, there's all these different points of stress. So I can't wait to get out there in in this
2: new environment. Sure, there's plenty of bars too out there that need rescuing. A lot of them. Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: You know what sort of breaks my heart, Corey, when I think about all the bar rescues that I've done, and I've done 196 of them now. And I think about even the 30 or 40 that I've done in the past year or so. And I think that all of that work, this pandemic, shut all of them down. Yeah. Just about every one of those bars were, were closed by the pandemic. And, you know, I look back and there's a tear in my eye when I say this. I know when I left, I left them in good shape, but none of them had much money because right, all of them were in debt, et cetera. So I leave them with a new bar. I leave them with an inventory. I leave them with a motivated staff. I leave them with marketing and all the promotion and stuff we can do to help them. But then it's up to them to make it successful. So what I'm worried about is this pandemic You know, cut their legs off when they had very little resources. And I'm very concerned that uh, uh, many of them might not reopen after this, so that's that's something that I, I'm trying to watch as much as I can online with with all of the past rescues that we've done, and if anybody wants to s- uh, send me a. a uh, email about any of the bar rescues that we've done update me on any of the locations you can do so at podcast at johntafford.com. podcast at johntafford.com. send me a note if there's any bar rescue bars in your neighborhood uh uh, please send me an update on how they're doing and and if they've reopened if they're going to reopen and and i'd love your information out there it's taffer's tavern is moving along we open in alpharetta yes i'm excited about this Yep. so we're going to open quietly in the month of august we're not telling anybody that i didn't say that did i oh no no <laughs> uh, and we're actually going to open officially in september we're pretty darn excited about it and it's my kitchen of the future and it's all sous vide and very high specialty foods and i'm pretty excited to say you know we we you know you're on to something Corey. When when you do all this business during a pandemic we just signed an exclusive franchise agreement in boston we just signed another exclusive franchise agreement in Washington, D.C. Of course, we've already signed one in Atlanta. We're in discussions uh, on a Canadian license, an Australian license. And we got franchise discussions all over the country going on right now. And it's a fascinating time. And think about this for a moment. I'm on the phone with my Boston franchisee the other day. And this is before he signed. It was actually last week before they signed the contracts and such. Good guys. And, and they're really experienced operators in, in the Boston area. And, I, and he said to me, you know, John, I want to sign this franchise now. Now, you would think that during a pandemic, somebody would want to wait. <laughs> yeah. Especially with restaurants closed. You know what he said to me? And it was incredibly astute. And I'm saying this because there's opportunity in this for all of you. He said to me, John, in the next few months, some of the best restaurant real estate in America is going to become available. People are going to go out of business. Landlords are going to be very aggressive to sign leases. They're going to be very aggressive to give you money to build it. And I want a great brand to put into those spots when those opportunities arise. Wow. Now, I never quite looked at it that way. He's yeah. very smart. So think about this. If you're in a restaurant business, the bar business, the retail business, yes, breaks my heart to say this, some are going to close. But now there's a space sitting there that's already built out. That was a bar or restaurant that maybe was successful before the pandemic. And now it's closed and the landlord is sitting on it and the landlord wants to lease it. So now a guy like Corey, nice young guy, says I want to be in a bar business, goes to talk to that landlord. The landlord doesn't have people knocking on his door right now <laughs> no. <laughs> to rent that <laughs> yeah. space. So Corey, you could probably negotiate one hell of a lease. You might even get a year or two's free rent out of the deal. Right. You might even negotiate $100,000 to remodel it from the landlord's money. Yeah. So in a way, this is an amazing opportunity to take these restaurants or bars that did not survive the pandemic and bring them back to life. The same thing could be said for retailers. The same thing could be said for entertainment venues. There's an opportunity now. It's almost a reset, as I've said. Leases are going to get cheaper. Landlords are going to get more aggressive. We're going to have less restaurants. So imagine this for a moment. Imagine if we had 30% less restaurants, Corey, which means 30% less capacity, Right. but we had the same demand. Yeah. What would happen to the 70% of the restaurants that are left? Their numbers go up. Yeah. So this is a flush. This is an opportunity for people to make money. And I had friends that made money during the recession. So I'm not going to let this turn negative today. Taffer's Tavern is a great example of positive. People are investing in it. We're under construction as we speak. We're excited about the future. And we're going to convert units, build new units, and we're going to react to the new marketplace. So those of you that are thinking about starting a new business, there is some benefit to thinking about it now. Now people are working at home. They're not working in the office. I have friends, Corey, that are reducing their office space by 50% because employees now want to work at home. So now you can open a company with smaller offices, cheaper rent, more landlord money, right? Employees are available all over the place now for great employees. Six months ago, we had no employees out there. So there is opportunity in this, and Taffer's Tavern is the proof. So if you're curious to learn more, you can go to tafferstavern.com and, and see what we're doing, but we are really, really excited about it. And you know what else I'm excited about? What's that? Next Tuesday, those of you who don't know, and I don't talk about this often, I have a 45-foot tour bus.
2: And Massive. It thing is humongous. It's a big sucker.
0: And it, it sits in a warehouse in the back of our offices uh, um, and... Uh, uh, I'm taking it out Tuesday, and I'm taking a trip cross-country.
2: Yeah, I'm so jealous. And uh, like you know,
0: I'm a little scared to get on an airplane yet, right? I, th- I just want to wait a little while, let them, the things get a little together again. Right. So I'm not into the, all the places of congregation yet. I'm being very safe. Of course, I wear a mask and stuff. But in my bus, I'm pretty darn safe. So I can do about 1,000 miles without stopping for gas, and, and I'm going to get a chance to get out, see America a little bit, and take a little trip across the country. So I'm going to Indiana to see my daughter, my grandson, and my son-in-law, Cody. And then from there, we're heading up to Montana. Oh, really? And we're going to head up to Montana. We're going to drive through the western states, United States, go up through the north. And, okay. and, and I'm going to be posting daily pictures and stuff to have some fun. Oh, that'd be great. And, and reaching out to people. Maybe I can say hello to some people along the way, but we'll be posting some pictures. And we have a new TV show that we've just finalized some great business on. I'm very, very excited about it. It's very different than Bar Rescue and uh, keep listening. These next few weeks will tell you a lot more about it. All right, well, that's enough from me. I want to hear from you. So here's the deal. You want to send me an email? Do so at podcast at johntaffer.com, podcast at johntaffer.com. We will respond. We'll answer you. We might even put you on a podcast. You want to talk to me on a podcast? It's so freaking easy. Just dial 916-842-5180. That's our studio number. Either Corey, my producer, will answer the phone or you'll get our voicemail message. As you notice from these podcasts, I do actually call people back. And it's fun for me to call them because they often don't expect it to be me. They expect it to be somebody else. But call 916-842-5180 if you want to be on a show. You want to send me a note, podcast at johntaffer.com. Don't shut down this
2: podcast. John Taffer will be right back.
0: Well, you know, I love talking to to anybody who wants to call in to talk about just about anything. And it's sort of fun for me. I sort of call it thin ice. So Robbie called me and said he had a question about production and bar rescue. Seems like an easy one, right, Corey? Yeah, you never know. You do never know. That's the fun about this. I'm going to give Robbie a call right now.
2: Audience calls. Hello?
0: Robbie. Yes. John Taffer here.
2: Hey John, how are you? I'm
0: doing good. How are you?
2: I'm doing fantastic, sir.
0: So where are you in the great state of Mississippi?
2: I live about twenty minutes away from Meridian, Mississippi.
0: Ah, okay. I used to have offices in Oxford years ago that I used to go to, uh, uh by all means Yeah,
2: Oxford is yeah, Oxford's about oh about two and a half hours from where I'm at. to to the north obviously
0: years ago when i was president of the nightclub and bar convention and magazines and such uh our offices were down in oxford mississippi that's actually where that company started so i used to spend a lot of time in your neck of the woods robbie how are things down there
2: really really cool everything is great we're you know still trying to recover from the virus locally and uh everything is starting to open back up you know fairly quickly they actually just loosened some of the restrictions on on bars and restaurants here, which is really good. So,
0: Gotcha. And what are they doing there? 50% capacity? Is, is that the standard?
2: It's, it's, it's about, it's 50. It's pretty standard here. And yeah. actually, about a week ago, they they actually did something different here with the bars and restaurants. The bars actually opened back up. The ones that serve alcohol, they're also restaurants, kind of the both. They, they did that about a week or two ago here. So.
0: Gotcha. Now they've let the straight bars open.
2: Yeah, exactly. So everything is pretty much back to almost normal here. You know, mask obviously is still a big yep. thing, and you know we're still getting a few spikes here, or there, in a few of the counties here. You know, within our six county area. Yeah so.
0: yeah. so without being political, if you don't mind me asking your question, when you sit at home, uh, uh, and, you know, in your beautiful community, peaceful community, I might, I might add, and you look at the stuff going on in some of these northern cities, are you upset by it? which What? Just give me a word of reaction, if you will. I'm curious.
2: Uh, it's disappointing, I guess, is the biggest word, you know, from where we're at, because everything is very peaceful here. I mean, we yeah. have, we've had a few peaceful protests here, but it's been peaceful. Yeah. Everybody's organized together and, and let their, you know, let it be heard. But, you know, when we see what's going on elsewhere, it's like, wow, really? Because everybody gets along so well here. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's the South. Everyone says we're so hospitable and. Yeah, we see that. Uh, you know, I've got neighbors, you know, up and down where I live here. You know, different races. You know, we have you know people that are much different than we are, and we're just we all were talking the other day. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe this is you know going on. So it's yeah. it's, it's unreal.
0: Oh, well, I think it's it's a very uh, vocal few that are are, are taking yeah. it too far. I think I, most of us, I think, have the attitude that you do. But what do you want to talk about today? You were curious about bar rescue.
2: I, John, I will be honest with you. uh, I love your show. I was really curious, you know, what are you guys going to do? I mean, I know you guys obviously were, I'm actually working media myself. I've been in radio for 20 years. You know, I've been doing that since I just got out of high school and I'm about to turn 38 here in a couple of weeks. And yeah, I know how some of media stuff works behind the scenes, but I've just, I was really curious with the show, I know you've been airing a few new episodes over the past few weeks, but are you guys going to start to inch your way back out there and do some new stuff kind of, you know, what do you see coming over the next you know, couple of months, maybe?
0: Well, yes, you know, I'm proud to say that a lot of shows have been canceled in the past few weeks. I mean, completely canceled. And I don't mean just the cop shows that, are, you know, been canceled for political reasons. Right. You know, prior to the, right. uh, when the pandemic first started, prior to the demonstrations, uh, a, a bunch of shows were canceled, even on my network and a bunch of other networks. You know, expensive shows were canceled because it's a new economic world. You know, today on television, you can have more viewers and less advertising revenue. It normally didn't work that way, Robbie. Normally, the more viewers you had, the more advertising revenue you you had right, that was the whole point, Correct, of More yeah. viewers, uh, uh, today that's not the case, so it's a whole different world. The last two episodes of Bar Rescue, we were in the, uh, uh, the back third of the season, we were doing 28 episodes this year, and I had mm-hmm. eight to go. I have eight to go, so I was in the 20th episode when this started to break out, and we got very, very concerned, so we started keeping a distance on set. And even during stress tests, I kept more of a distance from customers. I, if, if you look at the last few episodes we did, I spend more time behind the bar, distance from customers and on the other side of the bar. So we made a couple of changes in the early days of the pandemic. I'm talking uh, February, early March, as we felt this coming. And then we shut down production Called, And it happened so quickly. First, we got a phone call from the network that says, listen, this is a very serious problem. Uh, you can make the decision on whether the show should go forward or not and mm-hmm. uh, so we had a, a team meeting we have about 57 people in our crew that we travel with we have uh, three or four trucks so we have art departments and tents with carpenters and construction and camera people and audio people and and producers and, and technical teams and and all these crew members and it was a team meeting and they decided that they wanted to move forward and do another episode and, and you know we'll, we'll implement distancing and those kinds of things which were new words actually back then robbie and then uh um, Literally, uh, the next morning, the afternoon, the network called us that afternoon. Literally, the next morning, we got a call from a network that said, "Shut it down." So, so that's how quickly things were moving in the whole television world. and so we did uh, a number of shows, as I mentioned, were canceled, but we were not. So, the good news is that the network has told us we're coming back to do those eight and probably more, which is exciting to me, Robbie. I don't know if you know this, I've shot one hundred and ninety-six episodes. So uh, a real milestone for me was making it to the 200th. So it would have really sucked mm-hmm. for me if we got canceled now and I made it to 196 That would have really sucked. So I'm excited. Well, We're and
2: what's fun, hey, John, what's funny is uh, you always tell people to shut it down, but, they, they
0: shut you down. They did. Well, the virus shut me down, you bet. So, <laughs> yeah, so the
2: virus shut you down. <laughs> so,
0: you know, so we've been talking with the network, and, and, you know, we're looking at different ways that we can shoot the show this year. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. It's a whole new kind of stress test. And imagine a stress test with 50% capacity. Now you got to get everything out faster. you got to make more right. revenues per minute. It puts a whole different premise on speed and table turns, and how do you do this? Also, can we do it with less staff so the labor costs will work? So there's a whole new set of challenges challenges that we can deal with in bar rescue this season and testing of course is much more readily available so i envision that we'll test all everybody who comes into the bar we'll test you know the employees of the bar my crew will stay tested and we'll maintain good policies and my guess is we'll probably be back in production and i'm gonna guess uh 75 to 90 days but that isn't confirmed yet but we will be that i can tell you robbie
2: well, fantastic. Well, John, it, I cannot tell you how much it means to me to just hear you and talk to you because I'm such a huge fan. I watch every every marathon every single time it's on, and uh, it's, this is really awesome just to get to speak to you.
0: Uh, well, thanks for calling, Robbie, and, and say hello to all my fans and friends down in Mississippi, okay?
2: All right, John, you take it easy and uh, stay safe. You too, buddy. Bye-bye.
0: You know, I find it always interesting being a northerner and, and, you know, all these things happen in New York City and Chicago and Detroit and Los Angeles and, you know, they're always the first to go down these political roads of demonstrations or political activism and things. And I always find it interesting to get somebody's perspective who's down south or in a smaller market or in a rural area of America, how they feel when they look at these things. And it was interesting, out of all the words that he could have chose, the word that he chose was disappointing. It's actually a very, very powerful word Yeah. when you say that that's where we're at politically right now is a very disappointing place. All right, so Anthony from Long Island, which is my home, called and wanted to know about premium liquor being replaced with well liquor. Some some bar owners are a freaking fraud, apparently, and he's putting cheap booze in premium booze bottles. Let's give him a call. Hello? Anthony? Yes? John Taffer here. What do you want to talk about?
1: Okay. Um, I'm a bartender part time. I'm actually a social worker. That's my main job. And on the weekend, I do bartend um, in the Port Jefferson area. Mm-hmm. well. Um, I'd rather not say which bar. Well, that's okay. I don't want to get, my, get myself in trouble, don't but do that. Uh, there is an issue. And I think I've seen this on one of your episodes, maybe once or twice, where not the owner, but the manager is mm-hmm. not aware. They're kind of playing around with the top shelf food. Mm. Um, for example, I think I mentioned this, maybe a bottle of, uh, oh, help me out here, Grey Goose. Mm-hmm. If it's half full, they might pour, oh my God, the crap from the low in it and mix it, which is illegal. But um, the customers notice, but what they do is, and some other bartenders are in on this, they only give it to the customers that have had a few drinks. So once you have a little bit of a buzz, I guess it's you're less likely to know you're not getting what you're paying for. Yeah, the other so trick is, in,
0: is they the other trick is they put it, it in mixed drinks but not things like martinis where you can really taste the difference.
1: Yeah, well yeah, absolutely, you know. Yeah. You know, so I if you those come off the street you're, you order a cheeseburger and uh you know, a cranberry and vodka with gray goose, they're not going to give that to you because you're going to pick up on it, especially yeah. people that that drink it on a regular basis.
0: So um, the fact is that th- that's outright illegal. And, and there was a bar rescue episode I did. I think it was in St. Louis. I forget where. And, and Tangeray gin is, I believe I'm looking at a bottle right now. Let's see. I believe it's 86 proof. Mm-hmm. And it is. And bar gin is 80 proof. So I traveled in bar rescue with a device called the hydrometer. And you put a hydrometer in a liquor bottle and it tells you exactly what the proof of the liquor is. So I picked up a Tanqueray uh-huh. bottle in this bar Dropped the hydrometer in the bottle, and it came up as 80 proof, not 86 proof. So I knew instantly it was not Tanqueray gin. It was Barge gin. So it's so easy now, to prove using a hydrometer, which is a simple device. You can check proof on it, uh, and, of course, flavor. But here's the point. The point is this. A restaurant like that can't possibly succeed. They will eventually lose customers. Customers know the difference employees know that they're working in a legal operation it's very difficult to have pride in that kind of a situation so you know i think whoever does that is not only a criminal because it's blatantly illegal at the moment that they do it but they're also an idiot candidly and there's one little trick that i found that you can always find whenever bars do this you'll find that the liquor bottle labels are worn out because the bottle's been pulled up and down, and it's been used so much because it's been refilled, refilled, and refilled. So when you go into this bar next time you're there, look for old liquor bottles that looks like they've sort of been overused for the amount of ounces that are in them, and you'll find those are the bottles that are being refilled.
1: That's interesting. Uh, the owner is hands off because of an illness. I feel bad for him. He's a good guy. He doesn't know, but why would you call? He's been having-
0: why wouldn't you call him and tell him?
1: Oh, God, this is a...
0: Uh, Let me ask you a question. And, and, Let me ask you a question. I'm going to be bar rescue here for a moment. You sound like a really good guy to me. This is a guy who owns this business. Did he put his life savings into it? Well,
1: he's got a lot of money, but he he, he earned what he has. Let me put it
0: that way. Okay, so his family is invested in this. His, his, his This is his business, and these are his employees. And if you know this and allow his business interest to be lost and go down the tubes and don't say something to him, then how dare you say to me he's a good guy? Because you're sticking it. In a way, I
1: know, so, I'm, so I'm culpable because I know.
0: Well, you're sticking it then to a guy who you know is a good guy. You feel okay about that?
1: Ugh. Do you? No.
0: Because I no, wouldn't. Uh... So I think what you need to do is you're only culpable if you keep it to yourself. If you don't keep it to yourself, you're not culpable. You're you're, you're loyal. And I think, you know, I've had this with employees in the past. I've looked at employees and said, okay, it's time for you to choose. You're going to be loyal to the employees that are causing trouble or you are going to be loyal to me? Which of the two that you want to be loyal to? So I ask you this question, and I'm beating you up here. I know it, but you got it coming. What do you want to define you as a person? The guy who backs him up or the guy who doesn't?
1: The owner deserves my loyalty.
0: Okay. So now say goodbye, John.
1: There's no, there's no there's no question about it.
0: So now say goodbye, John. Give him a call, and then give me a voicemail, and I'll call you next week, and we'll talk about how it went. Okay? Will you do that?
1: I will absolutely do that. Thank you so much.
0: Okay. Give him a call now. He deserves it. And by the way, so do you. You'll feel freaking great after you do. And give me a call yeah, next week. If... We'll talk again. Okay?
1: Okay. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: You know, listening to Anthony's call, Anthony's a good guy, obviously. The guy who owns the bar, Anthony thinks is a good guy. Sometimes we need to step back from the moment and actually say to ourselves, what am I? Who am I? Is this what I want to be? And, you know, I say this on Bar Rescue a lot to people. When, when, you know, I say, is this what your mother would want you to be? Is this what your husband would want you to be? Is this the way your children would want you to be sometimes I look at people in bar rescue and I say really is this the person that you want to be and we need to think about those things sometimes and sometimes that we need to step back from the moment and grab the bigger cause and in Anthony's case he was perpetuating fraud because he knew about it for an owner that he liked now that's a defining moment in his life and you have similar defining moments in your life and in those moments, do you go for convenience and what's easy? Or do you go for what is you? The level that you want to be, the person that you want to be, the level of integrity that you want to obtain in you. Don't let bad moments take away the integrity that lasts with you forever. That does it for me this week, everybody. We'll be back next week with a pretty special show next week. I'm not going to let out too many secrets. We've got some fun stuff going on next week. Hang in there. Stay safe. Subscribe to the John Tapper podcast right now for more episodes every Thursday.